I got a billion dollar mindset, steady as a flow, navigating all my time spent, letting niggas know. Billion dollar, billion dollar. Hey yo, what is going on? Welcome to the show, Into the Mind. I'm your host, Marlon Johnson, and I'm a parkour athlete turned real estate investor. I spent the last eight years of my life studying mindset of elite performers and applying those lessons to my own life. In my pursuit for success, I've sought out wisdom from mentors who are doing exactly what I want to do in all areas of life. So I've asked that they share their wins and losses with me, and in my search for those answers, this podcast was born. I wanted to share that valuable advice that I was receiving from successful entrepreneurs investors and world-class athletes so thank you all for tuning in this show is for free and my guests do give their precious time to be here so i do ask for something in exchange to show our thanks i ask that the price of admission be you share this if you get any value you go onto your social media you share it with your friends you share it with your family you share it with your co-workers you share it with people in the streets look my goal is to influence 1 million people to invest in themselves and to unlock their own potential and i can't do that alone so you're about to listen to mike c rock we're going to be talking about everything from his new book rocket fuel that's coming out to understanding the way that he actually thinks about business and the way he thinks about growth and progression. It was actually mind-blowing. I know something that I really took away from this episode that you guys are about to listen to is the idea that if you have employees, they're not actually costing you anything if you understand what the mission is. If you understand your purpose, if you understand your dream, if you understand your goal, then your employees don't ever cost you anything. And that was a complete paradigm shift for me. So I'm looking forward to you all listening to this episode, really getting to that part and understanding with context what C-Rock meant when he said that. I'll catch you all on the back end of this show. So what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Into the Mind. I'm your host, Marlon Johnson. And today, my guest is Mike Sirocco, a.k.a. C-Rock. And he is one of the CEOs of People Building Inc. He's the powerhouse behind the What Are You Made Of movement. He's a performance coach, author, dynamic public speaker, visionary, and thought leader. He's been featured by Yahoo Finance as one of the top business leaders to follow in 2020 and is on a mission to build people. He's driven to inspire others, and he measures his success on how he's able to help others achieve greatness. So C-Rock, he has a fire lit under him. I mean, he's been good energy. This is actually our first time meeting, so I'm super excited to get to know him, to dive deep into his story, and hear a little bit more about his mission and what fuels him. So Mike, welcome to the show, brother. Thank you, Marlon. Hey, listen, I always start every interview that that I go on with gratitude because I'm really like humbled with the opportunity that I can share my content and uh, message with people, you, your audience, and the fact that anybody wants to listen to my voice. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Man, I appreciate having you. And I know the feeling. So Mike, you know, something I did a little bit of research on you, like as I was diving in to get to know who you are and your story. And something that I came across was you really promote this message of sharing your story, right? Because each of us has a story and it's powerful what our story can do for others. So can you share with us a little bit about what is your story? Yeah. I mean, you know, there's a time where I was never sharing my story and, and, and it's actually, a, it's a shame. It's, it's terrible that people don't share their stories because there's so much to be learned from things we go through and our experiences. But I found that there's a few reasons why people don't share their story. And one was that they think their story was ordinary and it's not a big deal. Two, they think nobody would care. Uh, three, they're embarrassed by it. Maybe they were abused or there's some things that happened that they're just embarrassed by. And number four, which was the most powerful to me, was they underestimate the power that their story has to inspire millions of people. And so once I saw, I was at a 10X Growth Conference, Grant Cardone's 10X Growth Conference back in you know uh, 2019 in Miami. And a guy named Pete Vargas got up on stage and shared his story. And he was talking about his father and his story about his father. And man, it hit me. And I was like, wow, this like telling your story, even though it's about a relationship with your father that kind of failed and then had a good ending and this and that, like I cared about it. It connected with me and I saw how powerful that was. So I said, well, what if I share my story? So I'll I'll share you, share with you my story, but I just want to give you a little background about why I do it because, you know, I, I started sharing it with one, two, three, 10 people. And I realized, wait a minute. If it's inspiring to 10 people, what if I was, you know, to reach 10 million people? 
And that's when I started opening my mind and thinking bigger and taking limitations off. So, you know, it goes back for me, like I, I grew up in a broken home. I don't remember my parents ever together. Um, you know, my, my mom and dad, you know, those, they had conflicts of child support, custody, all these different things that happen when, when parents break up and it was a lot of conflict, but it's all I knew. Like I didn't know any different. Right. And I would go to do the every other weekend thing that some of you may relate to. And for a period of time, um, you know, I, until I was eight years old, I used to go to my dad's every other weekend. I loved it, man. I, my, my dad was my hero. He was a mason and bricklayer. He had big forearms, rough hands. He always had a wad of hundred dollar bills in his pocket with a rubber band around it. And I thought that was cool. I always looked up to him for that. And when I was eight, he had remarried and he had talked me into moving into his house full-time and then going to my mom's every other weekend. And I did that despite breaking my mom's heart, of course. And just took a chance, I guess. And for three years though, there was a lot of conflict. There's things going on with my parents, my step-parents, my, you know, just a lot of conflict. And I went through a lot of psychological and emotional abuse because of it. Things being taken out on me as a kid, threats, different things that shouldn't be said in front of a kid. And I had 11 years old, I had had enough. I said, you know what? This is not an environment for me. Like I, I got to get out of here. So I had my mom file court papers and I ended up getting them, you know, served to my dad you know, and I didn't know when that was going to happen. I came home from school one day and he had this court papers in his hand and I'm like, damn, man, you know, it was thick tension when I came home that day. And my mom, I remember her telling me, no matter what happens, if I do this, you need to stick to your guns. You can't be flip-flopping. You have to make sure that you're, you know, whatever you believe in, you got to stick to, because people are going to try to talk you out of it. They're going to try to talk you out of moving out. And in life, people are going to try to talk you out of things. So you need to stick to your guns. When you believe in something, no matter what people say to you, be stubborn about it. I took it literally. So I became a really stubborn person in general. But um, by the way, I think stubborn, being stubborn is a, you know, it's got a negative connotation a lot, right, Marlon? But I think that it's not the wrong thing when it's on the right thing. When you're stubborn about the right thing, which I'm big on definitions and I like to look up words. And the definition, there's a part of the definition of stubborn that says perversely unyielding. I could simply use the word persistence, but to me, stubborn gets people's attention better because per persistence is heard all the time and yeah, it goes man. in one ear out the other. And so stubborn wakes people up and perversely unyielding though. Imagine when you want to do something and you have a goal and an ideal life and you're perversely unyielding towards it. Yeah, that That's hits just, way different. You know, that means right? I'm not stopping until this thing is done. Like I'm right. unyielding. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So- uh, my dad, when I, when he confirmed that I wanted to leave, I stuck to my guns. He's, you know, reminded me that my mom didn't have it that well. And I had everything I needed, quote unquote, at his house. And I stuck to my guns and he said, okay, well, he takes that wad of hundred dollar bills out that he used to carry around all the time with that rubber band around it. And he peeled one off, crumpled it up and threw it at me and said, here, you're going to need this when you're living on the streets with your mother one day. Wow. And I, I said, you know what? Like the stubbornness kicked in. Of course, I'm like, there ain't no way that's happening. I, I'm not living on the streets. I'm 11 years old thinking, no, I'm, I got this. I'm going to play professional football. I'm going to do something. That is not happening, right? I'm like kicking in. <laughs> and, then, and then the other thing that got me was that my mom always told me went from a young age, like you're a leader, you're a leader, you're inspiring. You're going to be inspiring. I had no idea what that meant, but I always lived that. Like I always like lived being influential to people or, or leading people or trying to help people. And so at that moment, I thought, I can't be the only one in this situation, this ordinary life that I'm living, where everybody goes through parents breaking up. And I thought other people have to have been given up on by a parent. Something happened where I could be influential to them by just, you know, accomplishing things and showing people, hey, look, you can come from this and still be great and accomplish things. And so for 30 some years, I've been driving off of this thing. I didn't know exactly what it was. And two years ago, I really did a self-analysis and looked back at my life and I realized, what have I been driving on? Like, what is this thing? It's powerful, whatever it is. And I came to find out that it's this rocket fuel concept. Every time I'd have a setback, a letdown, something didn't go my way, quote unquote, I was converting. I was going through this mental thing where I would convert it into fuel and not just get back and be resilient and get back to where I was, but blast off beyond that. So every setback, I kept progressing and progressing. So I figured I got to label this. I got to become aware of it. And I got to get it out to people because this thing's so powerful. It could change lives. And when I did that, Marlon, 
my life, I think my life has been on a graph. If you were to look at a graph and you see it going up, a normal successful graph goes up slightly, right? Gradually, but slightly. When I became aware of this concept, the rocket fuel concept of converting setbacks into rocket fuel, all of a sudden my graph went like this. And so how fitting, right? Rocket <laughs> straight up. Yeah, man. So, so, so that's what I'm all about, man. That's what I'm made of, so to speak. And uh, I hope I answered your question. <laughs> Dude, you answered the question so spot on. I mean, there were so many things right there, so many gems, you know, because you're right, sharing that story as you were telling it. First off, I was sucked in. I was like fully there on the edge of my seat. Like I need to know more. And then you're right. It resonates with people because you're sharing from a place of, you know, I like kind of like that low point where essentially everybody can catch on because everyone's been to that low point. Not everyone has been to the highest heights yet. So when we're talking from that position, it's hard for other people to really catch on and be led by you, especially if they want to get there one day, but you bring it down to that level. It's like, Hey guys, I was here too, which is crazy. You know, like, and what I'm really interested in is the fact that your mom was actually speaking this kind of stuff into you, speaking this leadership into you, speaking the stubbornness into you and essentially programming you. Right. And giving yeah, exactly. you that. Yeah, giving you that programming to run forward. And now you recognize that programming for yourself. You label it, you label it Rocket Fuel, which is cool because I actually saw that you have a book that's going to be releasing soon, which is called Rocket Fuel, which, you know, after listening to you now, I'm super excited to pick that up and read it when it's out. Yeah, so Rocket Fuel, um, it's a it's a stories from my life and little anecdotes that, that basically share with you how I came up with this concept of Rocket Fuel I know it's been framed uh, by other people uh, different ways, but I, I framed it this way because it's the most powerful way I could describe it. Uh, and, and it basically tells you in this book how to convert setbacks and become unstoppable. Uh, the, the subtitle of that, that's what it is. It's, it's convert setbacks, period, become unstoppable, period. And what you'll find out in there is if you implement those things that are in this book in your life, you won't be able to be stopped. <laughs> it's just you, now funny. if you have something you want to accomplish it may take five minutes or it may take five years 15 years but at the end of the day if you follow these things you will not be stopped from accomplishing it period and so uh i'm also excited that grant cardone uh from 10x 10x rule um you know the number one sales trainer in the world he's two billion dollars in real estate under control like a very successful billionaire uh person wrote the forward for the book and he gets into why Rocket Fuel has helped him, what it's done for him in his life, his business, and how it's helped him be successful. And so that adds validity to what I'm trying to say. It's not just my stories. It's super successful people as well that, um, that are living it. Man, I love that. I love that because, you know, essentially you're talking about two things, right? Two major things that I want to deep dive for a second. You're talking about turning, like you said, those setbacks into fuel that just slingshots you forward. Right. Right. And I think that's one of the toughest things for people to wrap their minds around, because when they look at the highly successful individuals, they have this assumption in the back of their mind, in their subconscious, that these people aren't messing up anymore, that these people don't experience failure. And it's not that they don't experience failure. It's that they utilize setbacks in a different way. They just don't allow it to hold them back. They allow it to pull them back to shoot them forward. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the bigger you get, the more successful you get, the further along that you get, they don't disappear. Uh, Grant wrote in the forward, actually, he says, I, I wish I could tell you that they disappear, but they don't, they get bigger and more powerful and more scary, so to speak, if you let it be though, because at the end of the day, um, you know, once you understand that it's fuel or training sessions for your future, it's not scary anymore. It's not something that you shy away from. You actually look for these things. And, you know, once you start storing negativity and toxicity, which rocket fuel, by the way, you wouldn't want to touch it, drink it, or smell it probably. <laughs> and that's the same thing with all this, this, this quote unquote toxic stuff. If you start storing it in your tank, instead of your trunk where it weighs you down in your tank, you can convert it to fuel. It's again, you want to look for it because you need that fuel to move forward. See, and that's cool because right there, I think that's like a, a major lesson right there is the fact that. You're not, your goal isn't necessarily to avoid all the problems, but it's a matter of becoming strong enough to take those problems and turn them into something useful for you. So let me ask you, in your own personal experience on your own journey, you know, what were some of those things that you ran into that were just like these, I want to say defining moments or these moments that were correlated 
it could have been perceived as failures, but you recognized it as fuel. Yeah, I mean, it happens every day to this day. I mean, I have a division in mortgage, uh, mortgage business, Nations Lending, that I, I run 40 some employees. And, you know, I got setbacks every day, man. Like I could find things every single day. Now, some are bigger than others, and that's good. I mean, like, you know, recently I had two really good employees that uh, decided to go elsewhere, whether it was out of the business or to a different position or whatever the case is. And as much as I don't want people to leave my organization, I understand that the mission that I'm on and how big we're going, um, not everybody's going to be along for the ride, right? And it gives opportunities for other people to step up and take a hold of opportunities. So, you know, that's, that's just an example. I mean, every single day that I, I deal with these things. Um, but my father, that one was a pretty big one. And then, um, my stepfather, George, who stepped into my life when I was 11 at a perfect time, by the way, when I needed a, you know, to be shown how to be a man. Uh, he passed away in 2019, January. He was, he was a really passionate guy. This guy, George, man, he's my mom, my, my mom's uh, third husband. He had a real deep voice. He was like passionate. And like, you talk to him, he's like, you know, you hear his voice down the street, right? He was very hard on us as kids, not physically, but discipline, like making sure that we knew right from right. And he would say, do good things. Good things happen. You do bad things. Bad things happen. Uh, he taught me that I needed to read more. He taught me that the reason that you don't read more and you stop reading is because you didn't understand something that you just read and you've stopped. You're too lazy to go look it up. Wow. And I would, I would be like, well, what's this word mean? It's like, go look it up. And that's back when we didn't have Google, we'd go to the big dictionary, Merriam-Webster <laughs> dictionary. Right. And I'm like, listen, I, I like, you can't just tell me, like, just tell me the definition. He's like, no, no you got to go look it up. And so George passed away in January of 2019 of a sudden heart attack. And he was, like I said, real passionate. You, you sit in a room with him and he wouldn't be real fired up until you got talking about something he was passionate about, which was football, baseball, uh, hunting, fishing, uh, any of that kind of stuff. You, he would jump right off the couch and get in your face and talk and be real fired up, excited about it. So when he passed away, you know, I wasn't really ready for that to happen. It was sudden. He was only 62 years old. I wasn't ready for a mentor to be out of my life. I, I, I was thinking to myself like, man, like, no, this is not the time for this. And excuse me. And uh, so about two weeks after he passed, I felt like all of a sudden this energy that came into, came into me. I, I know everybody has different beliefs and I'm not saying that you need to believe this. I'm just telling you what happened to me. Two weeks after that, that passion that George had came into me. And so that was a turning point as well, because that happened. And from that point on, I've been on this mission to spread the word about rocket fuel and have not gotten tired, not wore down. I do interviews every single day. I do podcasts, my own. I've done 300 plus interviews or podcast episodes in the last year. Um, and I'm not tired about uh, of it. I, I'm so fired up and I'm just getting started to, to get this message out to millions of people. And so, um, you know, you got to look for opportunities like that. that. That's a setback when you lose someone in your life, but he's living on through me and my brother and my family, but, but I'm not going to let up. Like I understand what his purpose was and what he did for me. And I'm not, I'm going to honor, you know, his memory by taking his passion and putting it into what I'm doing. Wow, man. George sounds like a great guy. Seriously. Like that's, it's so funny when you said <laughs> that you made me think about my father because that was the thing he used to do to me. He would sit me down and he would tell me to read something when I would ask him, like, hey, what does this mean? Dictionaries over there. It's like, come on, you really can't just let me know. But you're right. It forces you to become self-sufficient. It really forces you to think, turn this on and work it and exercise it. And man, that's cool. I like that you said as far as you getting fired up and getting energy from the work you're doing. I think that is so like underrated. People don't recognize the importance of that. And I actually have a mentor that I reached out to him recently. And I said, yo, dude, you're running 12 businesses. You're doing Zoom calls all day with your students. You're still attending to your wife and your kids. And you're like, how are you doing this, man? Like, how are you not getting burnt out? And I was like, all right, that's a stupid question. You clearly get burnt out at some point, but how are you sustaining for so effing long? Like, how do you keep it going? And just like you, he said, hey, I find a thing that is literally feeding me energy. Right. So my work, although it's draining me, it's also recharging me at the exact same time. What lights you up, right? What lights you up? 
do it gets you yeah. passionate it keeps you going so let me ask when you found this right with rocket fuel was it something that just came to you it hit you or were you actively searching for it uh you know i started here's what happened so i understood what happened with the story but i i, I was sharing my story and if you do it enough like i said 300 something interviews man like you start <laughs> to formulate different things and i read a lot and i journal a lot and i wrote i obviously wrote the book and when you do this enough, things start to formulate for you and you have to be open to it. Obviously, I wasn't necessarily looking for rocket fuel or I did look back and say, what, what's this powerful thing that I've been using? Like, what is this? Um, and you know, here's the thing. I mean, I, I, everybody has their beliefs. I believe in God. Like, I believe that we're all put here with a purpose and we're all put here with a certain level of potential. I think it's limitless. Like, I, you know, you know for those, again, I, I don't judge anyone for having certain beliefs. So I just want to get that out of the way. But, but for me, if you believe in God, you believe in an omnipotent God, which means all powerful. So how could we sit here and say the person, the, 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 the creator that made us created us with limitations. And now physically, I know that we can't jump off a building and fly necessarily without some kind of device, but me mentally and spiritually and creatively, there's, 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 there shouldn't be any limits. So once you become open to that, um, you know, things happen. And so rocket fuel came from that. And I talked about it all the time, this concept and the person there's, there's a gentleman that was helping me write my book. And he said, you should name the book rocket fuel. And I'm like, wow, that's uh, hmm. And I was going to name it. What are you made of? Cause I was talking about sharing my story and all that, but it doesn't have that punch that rocket fuel does. And so that's how it all formulated and came about. Man, I like that. Rocket Fuel, definitely, it's, it's a good name. It's a really cool name. And honestly, I like like what you're saying right there. That's something that it's not conventional thinking, right? These are the sort of conversations that we have. You know, it's almost interesting that we have to feel some type of way about sharing, you know, our beliefs, right? You know, saying like, because I'm with you, man. Like I tapped in, I recently been tapping back into my faith. And you recognize we live in this infinite universe with an infinite creator, so why do we ever put limitations on ourselves? And this even when you start thinking like this, it forces you to say, well, I can release to the world as much as possible. I can give as much as possible because I can create and I can pull from an infinite reservoir. Right. And that's when it starts making sense. When you start looking at all these other people around us, like all oh, these guys out here, like how are they constantly giving, 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 giving? How are they just producing video after video? after? And it's like, oh, they're channeling the infinite. Yes. That's what we need to be pulling yeah. from. You're committed. You're committed. Like you get committed. Once you commit to something fully sell out, burn the ships. Like, like Marlon, I'm, I'm talking about the fact that I'm taking this mission on and I don't give a crap what it costs. I don't care about the time energy. I don't, I, I'm going to make this happen. And so when you get like that, you pull out all the stops, you, you figure it out, you get around the right people. You find the people that you need to help you. By the way, you can't do anything by yourself. Like you need people around you. So I've found the right people and I keep finding more right people that want to buy into this mission, get on board with it. And by the way, it's too, here's another thing. Like if I'm by myself talking about rocket fuel, right. And I'm on this crazy concept and it's only real to me because I agree in my mind that this is a reality, this concept works and everybody else doesn't believe in it. I'm a crazy one. I'm a lunatic. But once I get one person to agree with me that it's a real concept and it works, and they're in agreement, it becomes real to them. Then other people start joining in and it becomes a movement. And, and that reality is important to grasp because it's, we, we all have to agree that it is. And, but you know, in my mind, I'll be a crazy one until people find this out. This is like, <laughs> cause I've seen how it works. So yeah, hundred percent, man. And, and, you know, I, I think it's a shame that we have to say, you know, Hey, everybody's got their beliefs and, but I believe this. I say that too. And it bothers me that I have to say that. And I, I don't even have to really, but um, it's because people were worried and concerned with what people think. And even as much as I say, I don't, it still creeps in worrying about what people think. Like, why? Like, I, I you know, I don't know, man. It's just, it's one of them things. So. Yeah, man. I mean, yo, I'm there with you. It's interesting how it does creep up for us, but I mean, it's so true. You stick to your guns. I mean, I really like what you said, cause you could feel the passion coming from you, right? That when you stick your mind to something, you're just like, I'm, doing it and that's something that a lot of people don't recognize when they say like yeah i'm committed it's like mm, it still sounds conditional sounds like you're committed if but, things work yeah. out this way 
if you're able to have this happen or no committed is committed. I mean, you walk through the door, you jump off the cliff. <laughs> there is no turning around and trying to grab a rock. Like you leapt. That's the way it needs to be. That's what a commitment truly okay. is. And I like what you say about having a team around you because that's something I actually listened uh, to one of your episodes when you were speaking with, uh, who was it? It was Hernan. Um, yeah. The episode you did Hernan CS. CS. So you guys spoke about actually formulating a team or you spoke about formulating a team and having people around you. So how important is it to get the right people around you? Well, first of all, it's importance of getting people in general around you is because we only have so much time ourselves in a day. And once you scale yourself out to basically full efficiency where you're not wasting time on things, I have exercises that we do where we'll go through and see what we're really spending time on. And once you scale yourself out to you can't do any more with the time that you have, then you have to add people into the mix. You buy time from other people and then that allows you to multiply. So before you know it, instead of 168 hours that week, I have now, if I add a person, another 168 people, if I add 10 people, I have 1,680 hours additional to mine available to me to accomplish what I want to accomplish. The right people is important because it's either the people are taking you towards your mission, towards your dreams, towards your goals, or away from it. There's no in-between. So which is it? And that's very important to figure out. Um, and you keep it simple that way, and it helps to make it easier. Dude, I never heard anybody put it like that, Mike, where you're saying – buying other people's time like no one's actually ever said it in that way where it clicked well, yeah essentially that's what you're doing somebody else has this 24 hours and if they're gonna not necessarily use it for anything and they're willing to sell it to you you can buy that time from them and have yeah. them work for you or work towards your goal and for your goal yeah so, grant talks about that all the time where people think that people cost money like you thought, talk about hiring someone. You're like, well, man, can I afford that two thousand dollars they're going to cost me? Can I afford that five thousand dollars they're going to cost me? They don't cost you anything. Remember, the people either take you away from your dream and an ideal business, or 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 towards it. There's no in between. As long as they're taking you towards it, people do not cost you money. They they make you money. So it's an investment. And once you find if somebody's costing you money, they're the people that you get rid of because they're taking you away from your goal. Bam. That is like a gem right there. Like hopefully people were really listening right there. So if anyone was on the edge about, man, when do I make my first hire? When do I start scaling the business up? That's a simple question to ask you. Hey, if I bring this person in, are they getting me closer to the goal or are they getting me further away? Are they speeding the journey up? Or are they slowing it down? That's yep. much. Yep. So, you know, clearly you got the 10X behind you. You got the books, the hat, the wristband on the mic, which I freaking love. You know, so Grant was um, an influence for you. Can you talk about that relationship that you have with Grant Cardone? Yeah. So when, when uh, George passed away, I, I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't ready to go mentorless. I don't think anybody should ever go mentorless, but I was ready probably to move on to a, to a new mentor uh, and, and someone, by the way, a mentor, is someone that is doing what you want to do or is where you want to be and, or on the journey to an end game where you want to be. And they can help you speed up the process by saving you time and money based on their mistakes and their lessons. So I, st I was, uh, I guess I was at work one day. My little brother, Casey said, Hey man, I'm reading the 10X rule right now. You gotta, you gotta read this. This guy sounds like you. And I might've heard of Grant before, uh, you know, like just some of the ads that he's done or anything. Just didn't really pay much attention. And I read the book and I'm like, wow, dude, this sounds like this is like, he's talking to me, man. And I realized at that time that I had an animal up inside of me that was caged up from experiences and people that have talked trash, discouraged me and different things that have happened. And I'm like introverted at this point where it's like, I don't know if I should be doing this or that. I'm, am I going to push these people away? What would they think? People might think I'm crazy, but it, what it did was it gave me the validity to act like the animal that I actually am. And it was okay. And I'm not the crazy one. It's the people that don't get it. The people that think small and they're limited, they're the crazy ones. They're the ones with the problem, not me. And once I had that validity, dude, it was all over. Like, so I immersed myself in this content. We don't drink the Kool-Aid there. Like we, we swim in it and, <laughs> and, and that's what we've done. And then when I see somebody that's helped me like that, which he didn't even intentionally help me per, you know, me like personally, it was, it was, he was putting the stuff out to help people. And then just so happens I was helped immensely. And so when someone does that for me, my duty in my mind is to make them look good. 
and make become a case study for their their content and show people like dude listen this stuff works and look what it's done for me and i want to be the best at it so i want to be when i take this content i want to be like this is the guy that took it and ran with it and look at him and nobody else has taken it like this before and that's the way i roll dude every morning i wake up that adds more fuel for me and uh so from there i just built relationships with the people that in their organization the people around grant and uh, then that's, and then, and then just basically became successful, used it for success and helped others become successful. And then that brings attention to you. Man. And so, so from there, I just, I continue to be involved with them. I continue to promote them, even though it's, you know, some would say that that would be a competitor, right? Uh, that they do similar stuff, business training and, 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 and those kind of things. But I don't look at it that way. I look at it as he's already like, uh, on a different level. Um, he's got momentum. And if I can collaborate with him and also promote his business, then it's going to help all of us elevate. Dude, you just hit the nail on the head. First off, you just got me like hyped up and it's like, you got my energy rising right now because it's true. When you really find a good mentor, first off, someone that's doing the business, someone that's doing whatever it is you want to do, that's your mentor. So when you find that good mentor and just saying like, all right, my goal is to take everything you're pouring out, apply it and show you that this works and really cut that downtime. Cause I think a lot of students that become mentees, they don't necessarily even have that mindset yet, which is crazy because then they start to make it seem like the mentorship doesn't work. And it's just like, no, no, the mentorship works. The information works. You're not working. There's a difference. So you took it, you said, Hey, I'm in, I'm all in. And you just started running with it. And it's crazy because you do have like a Grant Cardone kind of vibe to you. But like at the same time, you still have your own very clear. This is Mike. This is C-Rock. Right, right, right. right. Appreciate it. I love it, man. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, that's big. So now that you start having students come to you, right? And now you're starting to work in the coaching space and you're coaching people. Are you finding any of your students are also finding that like same hunger that you had where you're seeing it? And are you able to spot that out in people that come to you? Or is it something that's still building. No, I absolutely. And, and one of the things that I love to hear is when I'm done talking to someone, they're like, dude, I'm ready to run through a wall. <laughs> I, I want to, I want to make people feel like my heroes made me feel that's important to me. And I say heroes to me, a hero is someone that gave me hope, got me out of a dark spot, uh, showed me the way, showed me that I'm like unstoppable really. And I didn't know it. I want to share that feeling with people. Cause that feels great, man. And if you can avoid the feelings that setbacks give you and difficulties and disappointments give you and convert them, like I said, to become unstoppable and make people feel hope, man, it's, it's so good of a feeling, man. And I, like I said, I wanted to bottle that. So when I'm talking to students uh, or clients, I should say not students, but students too, but uh, that's what I want from them. And I, I want them to understand that I'm not going to buy their BS, that their, their subconscious mind, their negative man's telling them. They can believe it all they want. I'm not believing it. And I'm going to tell them that's bull crap. I'm not listening to that guy. You need to not listen to that guy. And uh, that, that's what it comes down to, man. And just building that big picture for them. Yo, that's crazy. Because essentially, like, you know, what you said is like, you create this environment, right? You create an environment where it's like, I only want the best version of you to show up. And I'm going to keep pulling and knocking on the door for that best version and he has he's either going to show up or you're going to leave one of the two is going to happen if you keep coming back around guess what's going to happen eventually that best version of you is going to show up and i do appreciate how you said you know when you first found grant right even for yourself it wasn't necessarily that you found him you're walking down the alleyway and there he is and he has this one-on-one -on -one moment with you it's you ran into his content right? You ran into stuff that he put out there into the world and it was able to inspire you. So although he didn't know you personally at that moment in time, he was able to take you on and you were able to take him on as a mentor, which is really like, again, it comes back to that, what you said at the beginning of sharing your story and actually putting it out there because you never know who's going to pick it up, right? That's why, you know, we're on this podcast today, right? We're recording this today, but it's going to exist out there and someone's going to come along. They're going to listen to it. And you might be the person that they latch onto in their darkest moment and you're there to guide yeah, them through, exactly which is it. insane. Yeah. I mean, when I first started the podcast, I started getting feedback from people like, wow, man, like I, ah, I can relate to you. Like you've, you've opened my eyes to something. And I, I love that. That's the greatest thing in the world, man. And that makes you want to keep pushing that energy out. 
keep pushing it out. Like, it's not about me. It's about the people that hear this and can impact. And so this is my form of giving back, you know? Man, I freaking love it, dude. You're doing a great job. So let me ask you, like, I know you got rocket fuel, like that's the mission you're sharing for the future. So like, I like to imagine everybody's climbing a mountain, right? Everyone's on their own version of a mountain. What would you say the current mountain that you're climbing is like, what does the peak of that mountain currently look like? Dude, I, I don't know. Like, that's, that's the greatest thing about this. Like I, when I say, I don't know my potential and I don't know your potential. I don't know. I just know it's out there and pretty much on This is a mountain that if you can just imagine there's, you're climbing this mountain, it's got clouds at some level and you can't see above it. Now I believe in clarity of where I want to go and the ideal life, but I'm very careful to understand that I, in doing that at times I could limit myself. <laughs> so I, what I basically do is I take as far as I can see and I add more to it. That's what Grant talks about 10 X, but I, I add way more to it and then understand that I can open up for more and be, a, be aware of more because I don't want to limit myself or anybody else. So the mountain I'm on brother, it keeps going <laughs> and I don't, I'll wake up every morning, just keep, keep going up it. And as long as I'm going up that mountain, that's success to me. I freaking uh, you know. love this, man, because right now you're getting me like now you're talking about like the stuff that I love talking about. And this is like the untouched secrets of like the universe in my mind, right? The untouched secrets of the mind where you just said you look as far as you can. Right. And everyone could kind of like, OK, yeah, I get that. And then you look further and like, whoa, whoa, how the hell are you looking further? But at that point, you're truly you're exercising that imagination. Right. And that's one of the strongest things that we have as humans. Right. We have this ability to create, to conjure up. And by working that every single day, we're seriously like we're putting ourselves in that position. We're putting ourselves in that place where we are that person, right? Yep. Because that imagination, that imaginary thought starts to become real. The mind doesn't know the difference. It doesn't know the difference between real and fake. So when we start putting ourselves there, that's getting picked up. That's changing the way we walk, the way we talk, the way we sit, the way we hold our shoulder, the way yep. we communicate and interact with the world and the actions we take. So, I mean, dude, you just got me like, pretty excited on that that's really spot on so let me ask you what are you doing you know daily i know you said you do the journaling and you kind of sit and focus so do you have certain i guess habits or routines rituals whatever you like to call them that are you know must do's for you each day or maybe each week or within some sort of time frame yeah by the the the, the rocket fuel concept is proactive so part of that is taking care of yourself right so every morning first of all i wake up with gratitude i wake up open my eyes say thank you I don't know how long I have on this planet. So I need to be thankful for it every day I wake up for an opportunity. I'm thankful for, I wiggle my fingers and toes. It sounds corny, but it is what it is. I'm like, I got hands and feet. Thank you. You know, I can see, I can, I, I, I can talk. Thank God I can talk because I wouldn't be able to do this. Right. Um, I'm just thankful for my wife, my kids. Like I, I'm, I go through this every morning. And then from there I hop up and I'm ready to attack my day, no matter how I'm feeling. I owe it to everyone that relies on me, everybody that might be watching me. I owe it to them to give it my best. So that's how I start my day, first of all. And it's different each day, like as far as what I do, but I work out pretty much every day. I, you got to take care of your body. I, I believe in that. I believe I, I need to make myself strong and also, um, you know, being able to have endurance. There, there's different things that, that I feel that are important to prepare yourself for conversion. Like if you could think about an engine and it has fuel that goes in it, if that engine just has a tank and the fuel just sits there, it's not going to do anything. But if that engine's prepared where it has a converter and it has, I don't even know engine parts, man, but everything that it takes to turn that fuel into combustible energy, I think that I have to think about my body, my mind and, and everything like that as well. So every day I have something that goes on with exercise, taking care of the body, hydrating, eating right, uh, uh, reading, you know, all these things to prepare myself to be the best leader I could possibly be. Um, from there, man, I just focus on making contacts with people every single day. Like this podcast, other podcasts, my own podcast, the more I can do, the more people can hear the energy that I'm putting out. And, you know, when you think of 300 interviews in a year, like, I don't know the audiences exactly of these podcasts, but I mean, how many people did I talk to this year? You know what I mean? That's, that's powerful. How else would I've ever been able to do that? You know, so that's what I focus on right now is promote, promote, promote. I want to promote C-Rock's brand, 
to, to, to know that C-Rock has this message. I don't mean to speak to myself, but I'm talking about the C-Rock brand. Um, um, and I want, to, I want the rocket fuel concept to get out to as many people. And in order to do that, I have to be a maniac, obsessed maniac with promoting. And that's talking to people and getting out of obscurity and letting people know who I am and what I do. And uh, from there, uh, content every day on social media. We, we are put, we're, we got to be one of the top, top uh, producers of content out on, the, on social media, Instagram, Facebook. YouTube. I mean, we have to be one of the top as far as qual, uh, quantity, not quality. I ain't worried about quality, by the way. Quantity is more important and, and more quantity out, uh, outweighs quality any day of the week. Man, that's big. That's seriously big. I mean, you just touched on a few things, right? So, you know, right, real quick, right off the top, you know, I want to come back to what you said about conversion, right? Preparing yourself for the conversion. That's big because so many people don't recognize that step, right? You're asking for all this greatness. You're asking for God, the universe to bless you. You're asking for everything to come to you. But if you're not a strong enough vessel to hold it, right? If you're not strong enough to carry all of it, it's going to crush you. It's not going to do anything for you. So how you work on your body, you work on your mind, you work on your gratitude, you work on your emotions, you get back in there, you work on your business, you do all of this daily, because it's building you just like the muscles are getting built so you can carry that weight. And then you talk about promotion, man. And this is the part that I can tell you from like, again, like I, I came from a place where it wasn't, you know, I wasn't surrounded by a lot of successful people. And I was, you know, in a world where I know a lot of people come from where it's pretty much I don't want to say it's not poverty, but it's just like contentness. It's this content mindset broken. Where, Let's call it like it is. It's broken mindsets. Yo, that's what I mean on the real. That's how I see it now. Like now that like I have a bigger view, I'm just like, I would never, ever, ever go back. And I don't wish it upon anybody. Right. But coming from that world, things like, you know, promotion, right? Self-promotion, they would say that's bad. Well, let me ask you, if you have a mission to do good and you have something that can help many people, wouldn't it be bad and dishonest not to share that, right? If I have the cure for cancer, how messed up would it be if I never went out and told people about it? That'd be pretty screwed up. So if you know you're doing something good, if you know you're producing something that is truly, truly valuable to people in your heart of hearts, you know, that's what you're doing. There's nothing wrong with sharing it. You need to be sharing it. It's your duty. It doesn't have to be even like the cure for cancer, man. It's something that you're taking care of your family, taking care of yourself. The people that say and have a problem with self-promotion are people that have quit. And they're trying to justify the fact in their mind that they didn't do what they wanted to do and you're doing it. And then they're like, I'll bring him back down. But it's not really them doing it. It's their mind. Their mind's justifying why they're where they are. And so I don't listen to that. Anytime somebody says something to me when I know I'm doing the right thing, I go harder. Even the closest people to you. I have friends that are partners of mine and they don't intentionally do this. But when they do it, you know, I have a saying thrust is a must. Like we got to be moving forward all the times. Right. And one of my buddies is like, you know, I, I've talked to some people about this phrase that you're using and they think it's too, too sexual. Like they don't get, they don't, I'm like, listen, I'm using it even more because of that. Uh, that'll get attention. Right. We're trying to get attention here. And so now when he said that though, I'm pushing harder. I got shirts made with it. Like we have these, you know, obviously rocket fuels on shirts, what he made of but we have thrust as a must shirts. Now I, I, I said it even more on podcasts now because he said that. So I do the reverse. Like I don't introvert and pull back and stop. I go harder. So that's what people need to do. And we need to get that message out to people. Stop listening to people that quit. Stop listening to people that are, that are, that are, that are giving up on their dreams. Stop. Just listen to the people that are telling you to go, encouraging you, go forward, do it, take the risk, jump. Not off the bridge, but <laughs> yo, but no, you're spot on, you know, and like that's something, guys. Like if you're listening, right, and you're thinking, well, like it's my family members, it's they could have the best intentions for you, but like we were saying earlier, if they're not pushing you in the right direction, pulling you in the right direction, you got to cut them off temporarily. You cut yeah. them off until they change suit and they understand who you are and they either get with the program or not, because yeah. you need to be around people that are going to be encouraging your growth that are going to be encouraging your quote unquote craziness, right? Because it's the only way, right? I'm only like, it's funny that you say that because that's one of the first things I started doing as I started stepping into the space on my own. I found people that I said, I'm only listening to people that have produced the result that I want, right? Because when we think about it, if I got 
financial advice from the bum living under the bridge and financial advice from Warren Buffett, right? And even though both of them might say the exact same thing, who am I more likely and inclined to listen to? Who's it going to hit from? It's going to hit from the guy that's actually doing something with that knowledge. So if the family members or if the people giving you advice aren't actually living the advice they're giving you, be super wary. And if they're giving you advice that's trying to push you away from the thing that you decided, hey, this is what I want to do, maybe it's time to cut them out. Yeah. No. So let me ask you, uh, I got two final questions for you, man, because this has been super fun. I love, seriously, I love your mindset, man. It's, it's spot on. You know, I think mindset is super crucial. It's core to any and everything. I don't think anyone gets anywhere without building this fundamentally first. It just, it won't happen. The success won't be lasting. It'll always diminish and it won't be true success if you're not happy with it on the inside. Right. So something that I know I do personally, I do a lot of reading and I'm sure it sounds like what you've been telling me. It sounds like you do a lot of reading as well. You know, it's part of your everyday routine. So what would you say are two books, right? And you can only use two that have been very influential for you and have been something of a paradigm shift where after you read these books, your brain just never was quite the same again. 10X Rule and Beyond Positive Thinking by Dr. Robert Anthony. Two books that I've met. I mean, I, I, there's tons more. I mean, I got, man, there's other ones too, but those are the two that I would say made the most biggest impact on me. Maybe, maybe also, um, Dianetics is another one, but you said only two. So. Dang man, sneaking it in there, but Dianetics, I haven't heard that one. So I'm definitely going to have to look into that. All right. So now I got a final question for you. And this one's one of my favorite questions to ask people, right? Let's imagine tomorrow morning you wake up and dude, you don't remember anything. Like you're a blank slate. You don't remember any of the books you read. You don't remember any of your stories. You don't remember the experiences. Like I'm talking, Mike is just waking up. He's yawning. Like you're feeling good. You know, you're safe, but like blank. However, there is one piece of knowledge in your head. There's like one little nugget of wisdom that's just planted in there. And for whatever reason, you're not questioning it. You're just taking it. You're running with it. You're working with it. And you know it to be true. What would you want that one little piece of gold to be? Come on, man. You already know the answer to that, right? Rocket fuel, baby. There we go. Rocket fuel. I mean, it's got to be because you that's the only thing I know that can get you into outer space away from gravitational pull and makes you unstoppable. So very simply, rocket fuel concept. I love it. I love it. No, it's a solid answer, man. And like, it's true. Like if you really think about it, it applies in every single situation. You can't tell me one situation where you're working at something, you encounter a failure and the rocket fuel process wouldn't work for you, right? Figuring out how to convert that crap into useful like fuel right there. That's, that's massive. So Mike, let me ask you one final thing. Is there anything that you want to leave the people with? Yeah, man. I mean, I, you know, that, that, that rocket fuel thing we talked about, but mainly just to know that there's no limits, like the only limits that you have are what you put inside of your, like the majority you, you do yourself. I mean, you have the power, like you have the power to do whatever you want. And so if you really become aware of that, be a kid again, imagine, use your imagination to just let it run wild, man. And, and, you know, an example of this is Elon Musk. He's not a special dude. Elon Musk just has a great imagination and he doesn't think twice about uh, exploring something. That's it, man. So, so that's the thing I would let you, you know, figure out what you want to do in life, get really clear on it with no limitations and then just go after it. Man, I absolutely love it. So for people that are now super hooked on to you after listening to this and they're just like, yo, who the hell is C-Rock and how do I find him? Where can they go to find you, man? Instagram's the best place, man. Mikey C-Rock, M-I-K-E-Y-C-R-O-C on the gram. And also, you know, there's a new app called Clubhouse. I don't know if you've heard Bro, of it. Oh, come on, it's, man. It's, it's, it's awesome. And I, I've been crack. speaking on there. I've been speaking on there as well. Um, so I'm on Clubhouse now too. So I'm going to start talking about that. Same same thing, C-Rock, Mikey C-Rock uh, on Clubhouse. Yeah, man, dude, that Clubhouse app is insane. I mean, right now they have like a wait list of something like, I think it was like 3 million last I checked. There's like a wait list of people trying to get into the app and people are on eBay selling their invites dude, now. For like that, 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 wait a minute, but that, that, is, that is so intelligent that they did that that way. Yeah. Um, you have to have an invitation and 
uh, you only get one to give out and you can earn more to give out to people. I mean, that's just phenomenal. I don't know who the, the, the creator that is. I have to look that up, but uh, yeah, that, that's phenomenal, man. I, I love it. I, I think it's awesome. I mean, it does, it does absorb time. So when you're in there, you have to be intentional about what you're doing and making sure that it's part of your self-development or part of your contribution to the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I've lost hours inside there already, but, you know, recognizing step into the space and be a creator in that space. Yep. Go inside there, start your own room, start the conversation, share with people and let it build your brand, promote what you're about. So Mike, seriously, man, I appreciate you so much for coming on. I'm definitely going to go find you on Clubhouse in a little bit as well. And guys, make sure you're following him. If you received any value at all from this episode, Go shoot Mike's DM on Instagram, find him on Clubhouse and just let him know, send him a message, you know, screenshot yourself listening to this and just let him know what was impactful to you. All right. That goes a long way. Seriously. Yeah. Thank you, Marlon. I appreciate you, man. I'm so thankful that I had the opportunity to come on and share with you and your audience. And if there's anything I could ever do for you, man, just holler to your boy C-Rock, man. Of course, brother. I'll let you get back to your day, man. Appreciate you and happy holidays. Thank you. Happy New Year, man. Yo, C-Rock is the freaking man. I mean, such good energy. It's such a breath of fresh air when you're talking to individuals who have such a strong mindset. They have a lot of self-confidence. They've got a lot of drive and they want to give back. They're always in a place where they're looking to add value to the world. And that's what we found here today with C-Rock. Hopefully that gem he dropped about employees not costing you anything really sank deep and went home. I know personally... After we had this conversation, I actually went out and hired my first employee, and oh my God, life has been so much better. You really do need to understand your mission and recognize when somebody is freeing up your time, when you can purchase somebody else's time to help you move forward towards your dream, that is so crucial in order to build this wealth, in order to build your machine, in order to build your business. So Mike, C-Rock, thank you so much for that gem. If you all found anything of value in this episode and you really should have unless you don't have a pulse that's the only way you couldn't have found value make sure you share this with a friend we really want the value to continue going to continue growing let's continue the conversation find me on instagram find mike on instagram and shoot us a dm tag this podcast tag us in that story that you post on your podcast let's have a conversation around it and let's see how far we can grow and how big we can go.